Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey! Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you stop it! No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Black! 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, putting on a duck jersey doesn't make you a real duck. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hey everyone. That's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back after a short time off, but I'm excited. I'm ready to go. So the season... One is over. No news on season two. A little surprise we haven't heard on season two, but that gives us a lot of time to discuss a lot of things that came up, a lot of questions coming in. We'll have a lot in the future for that. We'll still, you know, have some guests from time to time as well, but it won't be quite the pace that we had before while things were going down. But before we get into anything, let's get into cryptocurrency. Ken Token, December 2016. Kevin invest roughly 300 ish dollars in kin token uh it's been down more than it's been up i think last time it was around 50 60 dollars kevin where are we standing today um we stand at 25 dollars and 24 cents oh geez Heading wow back down yeah I, I do need to do a little uh a little research they they recently like completed their switch to like a new blockchain so i don't know if that like if it doesn't track it properly anymore or not um, mm. so i need to look into that but yeah it's it's still not financially worthwhile i don't think for me to convert my current tokens into like the new blockchain ones um because i think it would cost more money than it's worth to do so so wow um, but yeah very complicated very i feel like a lot yes. of controversy yeah arising <laughs> here but so I, let's move on to really, I guess, the main topic at hand. So I tease this a little in the Discord just to, you know, give people in the Discord a little heads up. But uh, at our last live show, our, our live Zoom, you, after the games, we were just talking about people were at original Adam Banks. Um, I worry about how I called his work every day for two weeks straight and left him messages. Uh, I check in from time to time. So... That was it. I don't know if he listened to that or he saw that, but this week, out of the blue, I get a random Facebook message from him that says, "Hey, I've gotten your messages. You know, I, I've seen them. I just want to let you know that I've seen them." And he said that he would like to do it, but he is afraid it would affect his work now, so he doesn't want to do it at this time. But he's He's open to it. So that is the update. Original Adam Banks still on the line. We've made, we've actually made contact, which is exciting. I gave him the option to go anonymous to say, Hey, 
we don't have to use your real name. You can come talk to us. He said, no, he wants his real name out there. Uh, he, I think he's ready to drop some bombs. So whenever we get him, he said it will be the best show we've ever had. We need to get a campaign to get him promoted, to get some better job security. <laughs> uh, so let's, um, let's do that behind the scenes um, just so he can afford to tell all. Um, but this is very exciting. And uh, I think we first found out about the original Adam Banks. Was it like five years ago? Yeah, it was like our very first uh, interview with Sean mm-hmm. Weiss, I think. No, no, um, it was with um, uh, the actor who played Larson. I thought he mentioned that. Right. Because he got Larson because right. Vinny LaRusso was bumped up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So that was our, that was literally our first ever interview on the Quack Attack. So we've been chasing this, I guess, unicorn in a sense for a while now. So I'm excited that we actually made contact. I, he said, you know, check in every now and then. And when he's ready, he'll be able to uh, come on. So stay tuned for how long. I don't know. It could be a week. It could be another five years. But uh, stay tuned, and we'll be in on that. So let's uh, let's move on now to the topic at hand. So we've had a lot of you know random quack questions come up. We've a lot of guests, so we can't really get to these hypotheticals and some of the deeper questions. I we've done a little bit. We did it with Alexander Vlahos and other people, but I have nine. These are these are Discord exclusives. Uh, another uh, shout out for the Discord to jump on there because it's much easier to wrangle all these quiet questions on the discord and i just like being on there and seeing what people have to say so i have nine quack questions we're gonna randomly number generate per the uh, i guess traditions of the pod and see how many we can answer here in the next what 25 or so minutes so first quack question oh number one right off the bat this comes from uh, Cake Eater 92 This is actually a question, you know, more for the pod than anything else. He said, when brainstorming ideas for the term quackalites, what were the other contenders? Uh, I mean, if I remember, I came up with quackalites and there were no other contenders because I just came up with that and then we went with it, right? Yeah, so I said something else. I, I said something about like quack fans or quack attack fans or... Uh, something pretty lame, and then yeah, Kevin texted me Quackalites, and I had no it, idea. And it was probably a text at like three or four in the morning, after after a few brewskis. <laughs> yeah, and then I I spelled it I think originally like Quack A lights, and Kevin corrected me and Quack O lights. Like I had no idea what it was a reference to, to be honest, until uh, much later on. So. I think a mystery solved there. Let's go on. Let's move on. That was a quick one. I like that. Maybe we can get through all nine. Uh, All right. One through eight now. Oh, another number one. Back-to-back number ones. This comes again from Cake Eater 92. Cake Eater 92. This is a don't bother's question. The parents who show interest in their children are Alex, uh, who's Evan's mom, Sherry and Paula, Nick's mom, Lisa, Maya's mom, Danielle, Sam's mom, Christine, which is Lauren's mom, uh, Stephanie, which is obviously the lawyer, Stephanie, the duck kid, Amara, Sophie's mom, Harris, Logan, and Brian, uh, Harris is Logan's dad, Brian and Sophie's dad, 
why are the dudes letting down the side down so much? Does this really reflect real life? Do dads not put as much effort in with their kids as moms do? Is this intended simply as a nod to all hockey moms? He's English, so he says moms instead of moms. In well, that's general. adorable. <laughs> or is this blatant sexism from the writers? Is it perhaps so that Bombay has plenty of MILF options to exploit? So I think that... Um... You're on the right track there with the last thing, but I think it's Coach T instituted some rule because, you know, he mentioned dating single moms where mm -hmm. only moms could take their kids to practice um, or something along those lines. And that kind of like came across the entire league. Other coaches are like, the Ducks have so much success. We got to try something. Get the moms out. Dads, stop coming and like being dicks. And also like, I think there's a, a probably a, a correct stereotype about like dads being like overbearing sometimes at youth games. We've all heard stories about dads like getting thrown out of games. Uh, one of my good friends said there's the legendary, you know, times of him, his dad, like confronting the umpire at home plate mm -hmm. where, you know, the kid just wants to like shrivel up and die. You know, I'm very lucky <laughs> that, you know, I, I didn't have to deal anything um, with that. Um, but I, I think this was, uh, it was nice, I think. And you didn't have to deal like nice to see like, Hey, yeah, you know, moms care too. And, and, uh, but I think there's maybe there's something with coach T about, uh, him banning dads from practice or something like that. Yeah, I uh, one of my best friends growing up, uh, his they eventually had to ban either ban his dad from going to the games like as a family, or he had to sit up in the top corner at basketball games and he had to be quiet because he would like harass players and, and refs and coaches. It was uh, it was pretty intense. Uh, so I, I think you might be on something there, but yeah, I think it's I think it's more about like you know, the, the soccer mom, the hockey mom stereotype, that kind of thing, um, where, like, they're the ones doing all the shuttling to and from practice and everything like that. So I, th I think maybe it was just kind of a nod to, uh, to all that hard work. Yeah. What was the first name of your friend, Kevin? Jamal. 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 Jamal's dad. Watch out for him. Where is, is he in New Mexico? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If you meet a Jamal in New Mexico, ask <laughs> about his dad at basketball games. <laughs> Anyway, um, I will mention Clark, Stephanie's, well, I guess now soon to be ex-husband. I don't really know where we are in the divorce proceedings at this point. He was involved, although maybe not in a good way. But I do like, I think Coach T, as Tommy said, did see an opportunity here. He's, he sort of couched it as, you know, dads are too intense. Like, let's, you know, have you guys step back and have the moms be more involved and do this, the a hockey mom's challenge or whatever they called it. But yeah, it was really a way to get his, you know, scouting report on who was available and, you know, kind of what the family life was and, you know, if there were any prospects for him to date the single moms there. So I think that is good. Yeah. I mean, the nod to the hockey moms probably a little bit, but yeah, I think this is a coach T doing with um, on the surface, a nice, message i guess or or kind of reason but really deep down he was being nefarious kind of similar to his character with uh gordon bombay there in the end all right anything else here before we need to move on anything else on the hockey moms all right let's go we're down to seven record pace here uh number two this comes from cats fan in ohio so this was asked before the season finale but i do think there's an interesting question here uh, i think this is actually asked 
after he watched episode one, but he said, where are Coop's parents? Nick mentions that Coop 13 has played the hockey game for 13,000 hours. One standard year work year, 40 hours a week for 52 weeks is 2,080 hours. So he played that game, the equivalent of 6.5 work years. Either it's an <laughs> old game system or that kid never goes to school or sleeps. But the real question is, where are the parents? Which brings up an extreme point about, you know, obviously we see Coop's parents at the end. They never really show up, but like, there's a whole family dynamic here that I'm not really sure what's going on. Do we think that Coop's parents like don't really like him or are they just like too busy with something else? You know, I don't think we have a lot of context here. I think you're onto something about maybe not liking him. Not that that's the thing, but he's like in the basement, right? That's like his lair. And so I guess it's like his parents like, just set him down there, let him do his thing. We don't have time for it. So there's a million reasons for that. And so maybe in season two, we get into that a little bit, but we do see them at the finale. And it almost seems like if they had gotten another few episodes or maybe if these were longer episodes, maybe there was some Coob stuff like Coob family things got left in the cutting room floor, maybe original scripts because of COVID, like, ah, we couldn't really do some things. But I bet you there is some kind of like, absentee parents thing going on that's why he was always gaming or maybe they had to like they were always working something like that so definitely an absentee parents thing was probably going on yeah i think it's probably a combination of like maybe they both work two jobs or something like that you know um out of necessity and then also maybe just like a general disinterest or uh, in like hockey and stuff like that um but also a on the math portion of this question mm-hmm. um i i do think it would be very easy for Kube to put in more hours than a standard work year um on playing the game because i mean if you factor in say he plays four hours a day after school and then he plays like 24 hours on the weekend like you know and he's, that's probably a low number for that too yeah. um like that can easily be be a longer time than a standard like work year so maybe it's closer to like literally spending like three years in total of his like waking hours playing this but so um, I, if, I don't think it would be that long of a of a like literal time span if you let's say you get a you get home from school at like three thirty or like round mm-hmm. up just say four like yeah okay you spend an hour in your homework it's you know he hasn't really gotten into like super hard high school or whatever mm-hmm. yet only needs to do an hour so from five to midnight, maybe he's gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, so, that's what I'm getting at. Seven hours. So that's that's seven hours. But maybe let's just say it's six hours a day, or if you want to like kind of be like a little bit conservative, like like four or five hours, like Kevin said. So if we say five hours, and he's definitely like grabbing his dinner and going downstairs to eat, mm-hmm. um, or like microwaving his hot pockets or whatever. So five hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then like Kevin said, like yeah, he's you know, waking and gaming for 12 hours a day on Saturday and Sunday, you can do it. And there's, if we really wanted to have like a Koob spinoff, he could be like a streamer and like a very (laughs) well-known one if he's like amazing at this game. So Tommy, what what would you estimate the number of hours in a standard year of your childhood you spent gaming? So I wasn't allowed to play video games until Uh, um, probably N64. So maybe I was like, 
10 or 11 is when we got it. Maybe I was 10. And the rule was you could only play an hour a week during the weekdays. And you could wow. play like during the weekend. Um, and that rule kind of went out the window after I got to high school. Um, but so childhood didn't do as much, but we could play as many computer games as we wanted. So I played a fuck ton of Age of Empires. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now it's like, I mean, I'll... Um, I play uh, MLB the show, like just to kind of decompress. And I'm the guy who plays every single game in a season. So there's 162 games in a season and I just completed a season takes 30 minutes per game. So that's 80 hours right there. Plus the playoffs, plus doing trades and everything. So, you know, I'm spending a lot of time doing that. Um, and so I think it's very easy how someone could just kind of lose themselves in the gaming for that much. Yeah. I mean, if we're saying 49 hours a week, so five hours a day, five days a week, 24 hours on the weekend that's still five years uh which goes back to the point that yeah maybe this is an old game uh we've well, talked if about it's like uh like a series if it's like nhl yeah. whatever oh and, so, add. and it yeah. adds each year it's like oh he spent yes yeah, so only maybe he's only spent you know x amount of hours on like the 2021 version but like he's been playing it since like he was you know six or whatever mm-hmm yeah, I mean, you would figure if he's that good, like he's never let in a goal, there would be some sort of like professional video game league that would want to pick him up similar to like the NBA 2K league or whatever. I don't know if there's an NHL league. I don't think there's really an NHL league, but also he's young. There's rules about how young you could be for certain oh. titles. So like in the NBA 2K league, I believe you have to be 18 and they have a draft every year. And I've not heard of like an, a professional NHL league. I'm sure there's tournaments, things like that. And there might be like wagers and there's probably streamers. But think about like NHL um, video game series. It's not as popular as, you know, 2K or Madden. or And of course, sports games are not as popular in the esports scene um, to begin with. So I think um, we are having to like really explain a lot for these writers, but this is not as big of a stretch as I think some people might think. Mm. I like it. Yeah. So Coop's parents, so we're thinking they're, I guess they live in Evan's neighborhood, which is upper middle class, middle class-ish. How would you classify Evan's and Coop and Nick's neighborhood there? I guess I would I would probably say I don't know we don't see a ton of it but uh, yeah I, I guess middle class maybe even lower to to like lower middle class to middle class like I don't know I think it's kind of like solidly middle class because yeah. you know Alex she's not like she doesn't have a law degree right? right but she obviously works her ass off she probably makes like a, a decent salary but she's probably not making six figures um, you've got um, uh, Nick's moms who probably both work. And then like maybe both of Coop's parents are working both like those jobs so they could afford to live in that neighborhood so they could send Coop to that school maybe. So I would say it's pretty solidly middle class. Um, but you've got, you know, again, we're thinking maybe Coop's parents are working, you know, two blue collar jobs each or something like that um, to afford to live in that neighborhood. So solidly middle class is kind of what I think. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out if they you know, if they were working a bunch of jobs just to be able to afford it, or, you know, they were maybe rich and like CEOs and then just didn't have time for their kids and didn't really care what they were doing. So that's another option. Like maybe they're just like, Oh, just give them the game system. And like, we don't have time to talk to the kids because we're working 80 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the way we've sussed it out here, it's probably um, the former where, you know, they're just trying to 
send him to a decent school, live in a decent neighborhood. And, uh, you know, it's been tough. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Coop, we don't know if he has any other siblings. We just know that he that they're a screen family. So, um, yeah, I think a little bit of working hard, as we mentioned, and then uh, just a little bit of lackadaisical parenting, hands-off parenting. I don't know. I don't know how you would classify it. But uh, I think we, we really uh, got to the meat of the numbers there and the parenting. All right, let's move on. We got six left. Six left. All right, let's change the thing. This is exciting. Random number generating number five. Uh, this comes from his excellence producer, Lex Rothenberg. He's a rabbi, by the way. He said, you know, if there are any Jewish topics to come up, he'd be willing to come on. Um, he well, we could definitely talk about Nick. He mentions Passover. That's true. That's so we true. Can, uh, we could probably talk to uh, the rabbi himself about uh, Passover and having non-Jewish guests over in that tradition. Yeah. So we talked about um, we talked about this a little bit with Josh Goldsmith and Kathy Yespa, but he asked, how would Coach T and the Ducks spend $200 at PF Change? I think the initial thought was go all appetizers, just most bang for your buck. But uh, is there a better way to do it? Like, would you go like all dessert for the team? I'm going to pull off a PF Chang's menu. I was going to say, full disclosure, I've never been to a PF Chang's. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm pulling it up too. It's it's one of those things where I'm trying to find like a PDF that has prices on it. Oh, here's interesting. You can get a family meal for six for $78. So you oh. get two of those. You're, you're already looking pretty good because like the teams aren't that big. And then you just like, then maybe you share some desserts or something like that. Because it looks like yeah. you can get a um, a lunch bowl for like $11. Um, and there's bow donuts for seven fifty. So maybe you get like five orders of that to go with your, your two family meals for six and yes. you're, you're golden. So you go family meal for six. That's $156. Let's see what's no, on no, the no. family meal for six is $78. So you get two of those. Yeah. Two of those. Sorry. Yeah. It's one fifty six. Um, then yeah, you, so you choose a lettuce wrap a soup, noodles and rice, and then you have main entrees. You can select three main entrees, uh, you know, Mongolian beef, spicy chicken, sesame chicken, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, you get two of those, share it. And then what'd you say? After that, we have, what, $44 left? Yeah, and so maybe you get bow donuts, and those are seven fifty each, and maybe you get five orders of that. Okay. Like and everyone that. drinks water. <laughs> yeah yeah i guess yeah and then coach t gets like a beer or something yeah he gets a, a draft cores light or something like that i like it i, th- I think that's the way to go just to get most bang for your buck i think you could eke out a decent meal i don't think like the kids would be stuffed but they would be satiated here yeah um, and you could do like your awards banquet while you're there yeah yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, well, yeah, I guess you wouldn't have, parent, parents would have to pay for themselves if they came. Yeah, this would just be like a team thing. Um, if you did want to go appetizers only, it looks like the most expensive appetizer is $12. They've got barbecue pork spare ribs, northern style pork spare ribs. Uh, actually, it looks like there's a, a lobster dumpling for uh, 12 dollars So 
you could just get a fuck ton of appetizers as well. Um, yeah. And, but sounds, I think sounds like we need to go to a PF Chains <laughs> and see how much food we can get for two hundred bucks. Yeah, um, we'll um, we'll do something at PF Chang's eventually. And we'll let everyone know, um, <laughs> as well as our the chicken wing challenge. Which Kevin, have you been training? I train every day. <laughs> That's his line. That's his line. We'll see if it pays off. We'll see if it pays. But yeah, I mean, the average. Oh, oh, this is lunchable. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the appetizer, you know, get. $11 appetizer, you can get 18 of those for, you know, 200 bucks. Is that right? Yeah. 200 divided by 11, 18. Yeah. A little over 18. So maybe that's the way to, you just get the same thing over and over again. That'd be uh, rough, but yeah. So either, I think the, do we think the family meal would be more satisfying or just like the overabundance of food here? where you just get a bunch of appetizers and it's just like a ton of food, even though it's basically the same thing. I feel like kids would want to do the appetizers. Cause like, they might be like, I don't want a lettuce wrap. I don't want egg drop soup. All I want is a bunch of, you know, orange chicken. Yeah. Spare ribs. <laughs> yeah. Spare ribs. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So, so we're going back to the appetizer route, maybe get 10 of those and then, you know, throw some desserts in or something. Yeah, 10 yeah. of those. And I think doing the donuts for desserts is good because those are kind of like shareables, it looks like. Um, bao donuts rolled in cinnamon sugar with miso caramel and chocolate dipping sauces. Um, I'm trying to, it looks like maybe six come in an order. Yeah. Maybe seven because one of them's like cracked open on the side. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Can I just say this is really making me want to go to like a Chinese buffet? <laughs> it's been so long. Okay, actually, we do need to one thing. So there's like some, some beverages here. Uh huh. Um, and if we have five dollars left over for, actually, let's just say Coach T gets to pick one beer. Yeah. Um, and so there's Sapporo, uh, Asahi, Singtao, Lucky Buddha, Kirin Ichiban, and I'm probably gonna butcher this one, uh, Hitachino Nest White Ale. Um, those are the beer choices. Uh -huh. um, now they, they may have like Bud Light, Coors Light, whatever. But of those like specialty loggers imported, what do you think he's getting? Well, um, Asaki's like the the you know Coors Light option in that group. Um, that's pretty prevalent. Uh, I would kind of so the Lucky Buddha Lager is got definitely have the coolest bottle. It like yeah. looks like a Buddha. Um, I think Kieran Ichiban might be. I've only had uh, four of these. I think that's probably my favorite of those. I've, I, I've had the the white nest one. That one is really good. Yeah. So when he's at the bar with Bombay, he he just gets like a beer, right? Yeah, it's just like might... a draft. Like it looks like a Pilsner of sorts, like a Miller or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think he might go with the, what he said, you know, whatever is the closest to that. So maybe he goes Asahi. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. The Lucky Buddha, if he can see the bottles, maybe he goes with the Lucky Buddha just out of novelty. But uh, yeah, that's the Asahi. But everything, the, yeah. The most expensive is the Sapporo Lager. It's $10. But if he says he just gets to have one, so maybe he goes with the good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's premium beer, it says on the label. So there you go. I think that's the move. Yeah, you can't really go any other well, drinks. I mean, if it's if 
if for the ducks picking the nests, you know, the white nest. Yeah, it's got a picture of an owl on it. Like uh, a lot of these designs are pretty good. Kevin, you're a professional designer. What do you think about some of these? Well, they're all Japanese and everything in Japan is like the best design thing you've ever seen in your life. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's pretty hard to go wrong from like a graphic design perspective in, in Japan. All right. I think we, I think we solved it. There's not much else you could do. You can't go drinks too expensive for all of the kids. So like, yeah, you got to go waters and you go big on the appetizers as Kathy and Josh said, and then, yeah, depending on how much is left over, a little bit of dessert and Coach T, assuming he shares, I guess he could just you know pocket the two hundred dollar PF Chang's gift card for himself and all picks his out a couple eight. moms. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we're assuming he does the right thing here. But I think the biggest news is neither one of you have been to PF Chang's. We we didn't have one in my town growing up. Okay. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't frequent like chain restaurants all that much. I, it always, I always kind of assumed it was expensive. And so yeah. like, I didn't have one in my town or like, that's not something we went to. And like, obviously when I went to college, if I was getting Chinese food, I was going to a buffet with Kevin and we were lining our yes. pockets to bring egg rolls home. <laughs> yes, um, we were. <laughs> and so, um, and now it's like, yeah, if I want to get, I mean, I'm, I don't want to not get, let's, we should try it, I think. And then report back. <laughs> It's in the same family as like Payway, right? Like the same restaurant group. Yeah, Payway's fine. You know, I've been to Payway. It's, yeah. it's all right. It's the best. Uh, yeah. I was never a huge Payway fan. So maybe I was just like, okay, I don't really need to try PF Chang's. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. My sister really liked it when we were little. So like on her birthday, there was a PF Chang's at the mall. So we would go there. But <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Then you go to Build-A-Bear afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of PF Chang's talk. But uh, good for that. I wonder if they get any cash just for the mention. Probably not, right? Do you have to approve? Well, he said they had some some issues with it, right? To get it. That's yeah. true. They originally said, no, you can't say it, blah, blah, blah. And I guess you just have to have someone look it up. You have a, you got lawyers and retainer. You got clerks, whatever. Look up to see, is this going to get us in hot water? And it's probably like, look, you didn't say anything disparaging. This isn't negative connotation. It's fine. Yeah, maybe they could like say... We don't associate with, you know, dickheads like Coach T, but you're fine. <laughs> if anything else, they should be thrilled because we're fucking talking about this yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. And now now we're going to go to P.F. Chang, so they're going to make at least like 50 bucks off of the three of us. So uh, there you go. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, do you pay and then you mention them or do you say, hey, we're going to mention you and you're going to get this free publicity? But I don't think I think Goldsmith and you supposed to sound like the kind who who would not be about that. Not like, hey, like we'll definitely mention it. Like if you guys remember in a the Netflix series um, House of Cards in the first season, like it's very obvious, like some Sony PlayStation product placement. Like Kevin's basically like, is that a PSP like handheld portable? <laughs> and he's like playing Killzone on the PlayStation. Like it's like a why okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think Goldsmith Yuspa would, would be into that. But, you know, it happens. There's definitely, like, product placement and shit. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely some sort of partnership between Mighty Ducks and Honey Nut Cheerios. So. Oh, yes. That was obvious. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm curious about all this. We'll have to ask them 
how this all worked out and if they can give us the details. But I, uh, I think we need to get a list of all the product placements that occurred in Game Changers because we had like the Skinny Pop one. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I can't recall any off the top of my head aside from that and however the PF chain thing shook out. But um, yeah, I feel like that's a job for one of the Quackalites to put together. <laughs> Whenever like we do it. some rewatch, we'll, we'll make sure to like, that'll be one of the things we yeah. note in each episode. But yeah, hunting that churro, like it's, I guess that's mostly food stuff that we're drawn to. It's not like, oh, I always use Velvolino oil, you know? <laughs> that would be great if they worked that in. But all right, we, I think we have uh, accomplished our goal here. We're, we're over 30 minutes at this point. So we'll just leave the rest of the quiet questions for another time. For us, the quackattack.com at Quack Attack Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Quack Attack Pod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your ideal PF Chang's order. Thanks to our producers for donating. It's helped a lot, helped grow the pod. We're going to continue to grow. It helped get us some interviews, make us look legit. So we couldn't do without you guys. If you want to join all of our wonderful producers, there's a link in the show notes that tells you how to do that. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the man of the